Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. I want to thank our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. Panini America has everything you need. A premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL and NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. If you're looking for rookie sensations, they've got that. How about timeless legends? They've got that. Panini America also breaking new ground on NIL, featuring the biggest names. Caitlin Clark's in there, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and so many more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net. Some of the first opportunities to collect This year's rookie class, whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands. They got Prism, Select, Donruss, and so many more. And you got Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Dan Patrick Show. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hour two, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Come on in, stay a while. Spend a lot of time in the first hour. Pat and Marvin on the back. Marv Madness as his Yukon Huskies rolled over San Diego State and doing so in convincing fashion. Fifth title in program history. Fifth title since 1999. Masters week, by the way, the weather does not look good. I was curious who uh, is favored here and the odds for Tiger Woods. How about to win? Tiger to win the Masters. Plus 8,000. To make the cut, minus 295. Top 10 finish, plus 550. Top 20 is plus 225. As far as the uh, odds to win it all, it's uh, Scotty Scheffler and Rory McIlroy. The co-favorites, followed by John Rahm, Patrick Cantlay, and Jordan Spieth. Also, the uh, Live Tour players are able to compete in the Masters. And the best odds to win, and I would jump on these odds, Dustin Johnson and Cam Smith at plus 2,200. Then Patrick Reed. Phil Mickelson is plus 30,000. And, you know, there's a lot of back and forth here between the two tours. You know, if I'm on the PGA Tour, I am grateful for the Live Tour because they did raise the prize money. We got some improvements on the PGA Tour. And this what, you know, Phil Mickelson was trying to get this years ago. And it's come to fruition, but at the expense of some of these players who are on the Live Tour. But the Live Tour players make it seem like, or Greg Norman, who's running the Live Tour, hey, if one of our guys is, wins the Masters, it's going to be a big deal. Well, you spent a ton of money on these players. They should be really good. Why would you be surprised, Greg, if Cam Smith ends up winning? Or Dustin Johnson? Or Patrick Reed? Brooks Kepka? I wouldn't be. You spent hundreds of millions of dollars on these players. 
It's like an investment, and then we're supposed to be surprised that the investment paid off. These are really good players. They just chose a different path. They took the money and went to the live tour and disappeared. Now they're back. I look forward to seeing them. I miss seeing these players. But this, you know, grudge that they have, their chip on their shoulder, you created this. And then now you want to be welcomed back with open arms? You tried to dismantle the PGA Tour. And now you're back to playing the Masters? I look forward to seeing these great players. And I hope they play great. I hope Rory is matched with Dustin Johnson or Cam Smith at some or Patrick Reed. Remember the video where Patrick Reed wanted to talk to Rory McIlroy a couple of months ago and Rory wanted nothing to do with him? And he flicked a tee at Rory uh, who had his back turned to Patrick Reed. That would be some good TV there. But the weather is not promising in Augusta. I think it's going to be beautiful today and tomorrow, but that doesn't help us come Thursday. Yes, Paulie? Yeah, you got 90 tomorrow for the par 3, partly cloudy, but then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, over a 60% chance of rain all three days. Par 3 contest will be coming up on Wednesday. By the way, today's the best day to go to the Masters, in my opinion, because you have more access there. Practice rounds are great. There's more interaction with the players and uh, the opportunity to maybe get autographs far easier, better. The circumstances a lot more relaxed there. Tuesday is a big day. It's really hard to get tickets to the Masters unless you're scalping them. But if you get to go on a Tuesday or you can go on a Tuesday, do so. Because it's almost like a, a spring training game where you're able to see the talent, the players, and it feels like it's a more relaxed atmosphere before it starts to get really serious. Yes, Todd? I heard the live golfers are asking for $1,000 a pop to sign their... That's not cool. That's not true. It's like my little greed joke. I throw oh, in there. okay. I do have a question, though, with the whole live and the PGA golfers. Are they allowing trash talk on the uh, at the Masters? I know everything's all buttoned up and it's somewhat snobby over the years and there's a certain way of doing things. But if things get heated... You think that would happen but among live golfers and non-live golfers? Like, you can't see me, or here's well, my... How's it, how's it going to get heated? Well, they just say stuff to each other, which you would normally not expect to see in the Masters. This would be a prime opportunity to say stuff to each other. I don't think there are many players on the PGA Tour who are going to say anything to the live tour players. I think, you know, Rory would get the brunt of it, but I, I don't think anybody's going to be tugging on Tiger's cape. I don't think Bryson DeChambeau is going to say, hey, Tiger, why'd you freeze me out? Why don't you talk to me anymore? I think if anybody would get it, it would be Rory because he's been sort of the figurehead here. And Freddie Couples has said some things, but Freddie's not going to be in competition. You know, he's going to play, but he's, he's not a factor. Yes, Eaton. I would think, too, that PGA and Augusta National don't want the Masters to be all about the Live Tour. No. They do. I think that they're going to want to squash this uh, as quickly as possible. By the way, info on the next drop of Tailgate Moonshine will be in today's newsletter. Give you all the details there of what's coming up later on this week. Stat of the day is always brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Say good morning to those watching on Peacock. Thank you. Download the app. Watch this show for free. All three hours. And our radio affiliates around the country, numbering nearly 390. Yes, Paulie. I've got prices on Masters tickets. Dan. Right. You right. can get them in the secondary market. You want to play Guess the Price? This is for a two-day badge, Saturday, Sunday. So you Ooh. get to go both Saturday and Sunday. Okay. What is the best price you can get in the building for? One person, one ticket. Three grand. Real close, 3300 bucks. Yeah. That's the best price you can get. Because I've paid that price before. 
I paid uh, twenty seven hundred. But doesn't it for feel two days. like a good spending of money because you're you're at a place where it's not like the Super Bowl. Those can be obtained. It's a it's a bucket list thing to do. And if you could do it maybe with your your father or your son or your daughter, your mom wants to go. It's it's one of those that it it's worth the splurge to go and see it. It's prettier than you think. It's it's more magical than you think. The sounds are incredible. Um, and it's all close. You know, the holes are really close together. And once you get in, the food is cheap, believe it or not. They, they don't price gouge you there. It's the secondary market that roughs you up with uh, the tickets. Yeah, Seaton. Yeah, I always laugh at that. It's like three grand a ticket, but like, hey, they don't get you on the sandwiches. It's yeah, like, but yeah, it's but so Augusta, obviously meant to keep people out. <laughs> but Augusta is not charging those tickets. The secondary market charges those tickets, and those badges are handed down through generations. It's 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 difficult to get it uh, unless you're buying it on second secondary market. Mm. It's almost like buying a bourbon, Pappy Van Winkle bourbon. The bourbon itself is not expensive. It's those who have it and they sell it in the, the second. person who buys it and is now selling it. Yes. Right, right. Yes. Yes, Todd. Yeah. Getting a $2 pimento sandwich. I don't know how many of those I'd have to get to feel like it balances out the cost of the $3,300 ticket I just spent. Yes, Paul. I was thinking about the Masters and the other majors, their, their strategy against the Live Tour in the past year. You know, their strategy, I think a lot of people thought they would bar Kepka and those guys, Cam Smith, from playing in the majors. And that would hurt the Live Tour and hurt those guys. Maybe their strategy was the opposite because all the Live Tour guys are playing this weekend. So now I get to see Kepka, I get to see DeChambeau and Cam Smith this weekend. So I don't miss them anymore. If I don't miss them, I'm not going to tune in the Live Tour to find them, right? Because I could watch them four weekends a year, which is pretty much when most people watch golf, the, yeah. hard, the non-hardcore. Yeah. So now you get to see them in the majors, and it's actually probably bad for the Live Tour because what's the reason to tune into the Live Tour next week wherever they are? To see Kepka. Well, does anybody realize Brooks Kepka won the last live tour last week? Like nobody cares. I didn't even realize that they were still doing events. Really. Yeah, like they get, yeah they don't even bubble up at all. But you know, Greg Norman has had this this crusade to get back at the PGA Tour for a variety of reasons, and this has been decades. And he shook things up, probably helped the PGA kind of clean things up on their end, but. These players chose to disappear. If it's such a great product, then why weren't other you know networks waiting in line, falling all over themselves? They weren't going to. They weren't going to get in in bed with the Saudis and this tour, and and do that at the detriment of the PGA Tour. But I do miss seeing these players. There are times I'm watching, and I watch a lot of golf, where I go, I don't know who this player is. He's playing well. Don't know who he is. Where's Dustin Johnson? You know, even Patrick Reed, not well-liked, but, man, he's a good bad guy. And he's won the Masters before. Like, I, I miss those storylines. Patrick Reed is disliked from both tours. Like, guys on both <laughs> tours dislike Patrick Reed. I don't know. I don't know if they dislike him on a live tour. I know they don't like him on the PGA tour, but I, I'm, I'm glad they get the opportunity to be able to play so we can enjoy some of the great golfers. But to make it seem like, oh, if we win... Okay, you have the best golfers. If we look at the top, you know, how top-heavy it is in golf, the best players on the PGA Tour versus the Live Tour players, you know, that'd be a great Ryder Cup. That would be fun. But they do have great players because you spend hundreds of millions of dollars on those players. They better be good. 
right. Uh, poll question for hour two. Well, give me uh, the results for hour one. I thought it was a really good poll question. Hour one, which had a better month, Major League Baseball or women's college basketball? Right. Might be a little bit of recency bias. Yeah, uh, women's college basketball right now, 68% of the vote. All right. Running away with it. Yeah, I'm not surprised at that. Stretch run for uh, the uh, regular season in the NBA. Lakers versus Utah tonight. The Spurs against the Suns. Kings versus Pelicans. The Celtics against the Sixers. And... I think it's Joel Embiid's MVP. I know we spent a lot of time. I tried not to spend too much time on it because I don't have a vote. And how I would look at this is different than probably most voters. Is it the best player on the best team? That used to be the case. But then we start to break down the analytics. You know, there was an analytic that said uh, nobody is worse at giving up layups than the Joker is. Okay. You still have to guard him, too, in what he does on the other end. I, you know, people had this argument with Steve Nash years ago when he won back-to-back MVPs. And granted, I thought that he should have won one and Shaq the other. But then I heard this argument. Yeah, but he can't guard anybody. I said, um, okay, who guards him? And is Steve winning that matchup? Because you can't have it both ways. I mean, Steve wasn't a good defender. But then you got to guard him as well. There have been a lot of great offensive players. When's the last time somebody said, yeah, can Iverson guard anybody? Never. Never. Who was guarding Iverson? Does somebody say, Steph Curry can't guard? Now, you might say that, but he would be like Larry Bird. He plays the passing lanes. That was always the argument with Bird. He can't guard him, but he plays passing lanes really well. <laughs> yes, Marv. That was my favorite <laughs> thing about Allen Iverson because Allen Iverson, I think, led the league in steals yeah. at least once. Yes. And for every one steal he would get, he would get burned like another three <laughs> times. And I said, poor Eric Snow. Yeah, Eric Snow's got to pick up, clean up the mess there. But we get caught up in these things, these silly, that's how you win an argument. Well, who's he guarding? I remember, um, what was it, Frank Thomas was winning an MVP, and uh, he wasn't a good defensive player at all. I said, but how is he offensively? Like, it seems to make up for that he's, how about if you're a really good defensive player? But you can't play. You're not a good hitter. I mean, same thing. Yeah, Paul. With the, I don't know if it's going to be game to game with the NBA MVP, but uh, Joel Embiid has a Celtics tonight at home. Yeah, that's a big one. I think that's going to be on national TV. That's yes, yeah, TNT. It's a prime time game. Yeah. NBA had the day off last night. The uh, Jokic, he's got. Uh, well, this could be good for him. He's got the Rockets tonight. Well, he could put up 40. It's not going to matter. Does that, it doesn't count though if you put up 40? No, Rockets. it doesn't. Everybody puts up at least 40 on the Rockets. The over-under for Joel Embiid tonight, points versus the Celtics, is 31-and-a-half. But I think it's his anyway. And it's fine. You know, I, I, I think we get caught up in it sometimes, and you're trying to understand what is logic, the analytics, everything that goes into it. I just It was always the eye test for me of knowing what that player does and watching a game. If you watch highlights, you'd never vote for Joker. You'd vote for Giannis. And to me, Giannis is the, the most valuable player. He's the best player in the NBA. Uh, you know, I want to take you back to, we had the commissioner on, Adam Silver. And we were talking about load management, and I gave him a couple of suggestions. So we had him on, uh, I don't know how long ago that was. It was that April of last year. And yep. I said, you know, we should do positionless all-NBA teams. Don't give me a center, two forwards, two guards. Well, he came out and said, we're not going to do that. We're going to have positionless first, second, third team. 
And the other part was, I said, how about a minimum number of games for players to be eligible for postseason awards? I think that's a good idea. I think that's something we should look at. I think that would be a way to incentivize guys. Um, I, I think there's an expectation that if you are going to be an MVP or whatever the whatever that award is. Well, even that, first team, second team, third team, all yeah, NBA. Yeah. Sure, I, I agree with you. I, I, I think it's a good suggestion. I think it's something we're going to be going into collective bargaining fairly soon. And, and my sense is it's something that in the aggregate, most players would think is a good idea too. I mean, the conversation we're having is not all that different than the, the one I have with individual players. I mean, I think they're fans of the game. They want to see guys on the floor and in fairness to the players, in many cases, it's the teams. These load management programs are coming from our teams, not the players. So that was nearly a year ago. Well, the commissioner did listen because now you have to play it in a minimum 65 games to be eligible for postseason awards. If that were the case this year, Giannis wouldn't be eligible. I think he's played in 61, Embiid has played in 63, and Joker's probably played in 67 or 68. You have to have at least 65 games to be eligible for postseason honors. And also, we shouldn't have a center two forward and two guards on the all-NBA teams. And the commissioner acted upon that as well. So I, I do appreciate him coming on and listening, and then he acted upon that as well. You know, even if we nudged him or reminded him, he ended up following through on those things. We'll come back. Are we going to go with that poll question for hour two, Seton, or are we going to change it up? Now we put up another one um, oh, after the break. Oh, Paulie oh, Paul, did his... Yeah, Paul, uh, yeah. Oh, no, not after the break. I saw the turn with a big smile and the little jumping dolphin. <laughs> yeah, the jumping movement. dolphin means after the break. I don't even... Does yeah. it matter? Like, if people are sitting in their cars, they're going to go, oh, we got to wait. And oh, check. yeah. Oh, it They're, they're going to sit in their cars <laughs> for this one, Dan. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. That's All how right. it's done. All right. All right. If you're sitting in your car in Los Angeles... Sorry you're late for work. Yeah. You can blame me. You know what? I'll call your boss for you because we have a... Another poll question. What time? That's how you win the quarter hour. Isn't that the uh, phraseology? you got to like look at the time clock. And oh, yeah. What's no. before and after the 15-minute window? Something like that. I never follow that. Radio programmers, they go, you got to keep them, and then you got to get them through the quarter hour. And I'd be like, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and we got to have uh, Todd's uh, somehow you have five grievances i think you had coming in yeah, today a little rant a little oh, rant yeah all right we'll have that that'll keep you in your car uh we'll take a break back after this in the dan patrick show spring cleaning you can dust those hard to reach places you clean out that closet do all those things clean your house then protect your house simply safe home security simply safe is designed with cutting edge technology backed by 24 7 professional monitoring they have Fast Protect technology, only from Simply Safe, captures critical evidence, verifies the threat is real, so you get priority police dispatch. 24 7, professional monitoring, and it's going to cost you under a dollar a day. That's less than half the price of traditional home security systems. What's up, Holmes? You can lock, unlock your doors, access cameras, arm, disarm, and you can do this from anywhere on your phone. Customize the perfect system for your home. It's going to take you a couple of minutes at simplysafedan.com. And you go today, claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off your order with interactive monitoring. No contracts to sign, no hidden fees, no pushy salespeople. They are just great people at Simply Safe. SimplySafeDan.com. There's no safe like Simply Safe. 
Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. It's a beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters the most. It's a light beer that tastes like beer. That's why I reach for a Miller Lite. And it's less filling, only 96 calories. They've been doing this since 1975. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Marvin owns the turntables for the month of April. Yeah. We gave you February. We gave you March. And UConn winning the national championship. You control the music. The UConn baseball up next. Oh. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Is there lacrosse in there? Not football. You're not going to win anything with football. We got to a bowl game, but anywho. <laughs> Everybody gets to a bowl game. I think it cost you $2 million when you went to the bowl game. Yes. Are you the only only school that's lost money going to a bowl game? A big bowl game? Oh, easily, without question. <laughs> they went to the Fiesta Bowl and lost money. Certainly the most public. <laughs> it's like, man, UConn's football program's arrived. You're going to the Fiesta Bowl. Uh, wait, we got to sell tickets? Yes, you got to sell tickets. End up losing a couple million dollars. It's hard to get people in a wrenchler in East Hartford. Yeah. You're talking about wanting to go to Arizona to face Oklahoma, who's already probably irritated that they're playing Connecticut. Yes. Like, oh, Oklahoma's playing Connecticut in basketball and football. Ew. <laughs> yes, Paul. I wonder how many football teams are third on the depth chart at their college. Because it goes whichever way, men's basketball, women's basketball, UConn. Yeah. And then I'm sure there's other good sports, but then the football team yeah. is always striving for it. A couple of phone calls, then we'll get the airing of grievances. Fritzy came in on fire. Everybody was in a good mood and not Fritzy. We'll have that. Uh, Andrew in Washington joins us. Hi, Andrew. Welcome back. Hey, good morning, Dan and Danettes. Uh, thanks for taking my phone call again. It was a great game last night. 
I did think from the start that UConn just looked faster than uh, San Diego State. I don't know why San Diego State only double-teamed Snogo in the second half because that little drop-down, low-box give-and-go between him and Jackson was very effective. So um, on the women's side, I hope Iowa respectfully declines the offer to the White House. That just sounds like more of a political move. They haven't been offered yet. They haven't been offered yet. Just make sure everybody understands that. You know, the first lady, it was a throwaway line that, hey, we're LSU, and we should invite Iowa as well. They had a good tournament. So, Well, uh, Caitlin Clark did have the most points and most three-pointers made in any tournament, men's or women's. So she does deserve her kudos that she got. But again, LSU was just a better team. On that note, if I could have a little music, I do have a stat of the day. Over their last 20 games, the L.A. Lakers have a 110.3 defensive rating which ranks first in the NBA over that span. Also, their 14-6 and record in those games is third in the NBA. Those are your stats of the day. Oh, I teased that we were going to have a new poll question. So, uh, by the way, stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading card to the Dan Patrick Show. Seton, the uh, new poll question for hour two. Another one from Paulie here. Oh. Uh, whose career would you Ooh. want? Macaulay Culkin, Kieran Culkin. <laughs> Dang. Okay. Kieran's on a great run. Yes. Yes, Paul. I'll explain. Now, McCall, we're talking about brothers. You know, Bobby Hurley had a Hall of Fame career in college. Okay, would you rather have Bobby Hurley career or Danny Hurley's career? Which is still ongoing. Yes. So that's is very similar. Okay. So Macaulay Culkin from 89 to 95 was one of the most famous actors in Hollywood, kid actor or other. I mean, the movies stand for themselves. They last forever. He stopped acting in 95. He still technically acts, occasionally in smaller stuff. Right. He's set for life. Right. He is also a legend in the movie industry. His Home Alone will be... Forever. Or his younger brother, Kieran Culkin, who started small in some nice independent movies and now is really one of the breakout stars and the star of the family and cruising on secession and I'm sure will have a long career post-secession. Whose career would you like? Um, You also have to factor in that Macaulay Culkin dated Mila Kunis for eight years. He was now married to uh, Ashton Kutcher. Uh, I'm going to go with Macaulay Culkin. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Just rest on my laurels. It seems like he had a lot of Oh, I think that baggage that came with well, that one I, good movie. I think that uh family situation wasn't ideal. Although I'm sure it wasn't ideal for Kieran as well in the same house, but Yeah. But he didn't really do much until Succession. I think he did uh, Igby Goes Down. Bunch of independent films. Amanda yeah. Pete, I think was in that movie. Ooh. That's how my son got his name. That movie. Yeah. Igby Goes Down. Yeah. Yeah. McCall Culkin, Culkin had Uncle Buck, Home Alone, Home Alone 2, My Girl, which was a very big movie and yeah. controversial. Then he did a movie called The Good Son, and then Richie Rich, and that was it. It's all right. That's pretty good. He set out the rest of the 90s. Yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd, that's take a good run. I'd take McCauley Culkin. All right, Danny Hurley, Bobby Hurley. Ooh. Paul. I, I got to go Bobby Hurley. He's, he's cemented with that Duke program with Grant Hill and Leitner. 
bad guy, good guy. No one could take his college career away from him. He had a, 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 you know, because of the injury, he gets a hall pass on his NBA career. He wasn't a bust. He was an injury bust. Yes, he. Yeah, I mean, Bobby's on one of the greatest teams of all time. And, he, you know, a starter, he was a major player in that. I, I don't know how you could say no to that. Okay, but that's like Macaulay Conkin back in the 90s. He hadn't done anything since then. I mean, Bobby's coached at Arizona State, but they haven't really done much. Yeah, but like nobody, I don't know that anybody publicly treated Kieran as poorly as they did Danny. Okay. You know what I mean? Like Danny Hurley, he, he really went through some stuff, it feels like about, I don't know, 30 years ago or whatever it was. Yeah. I mean, Kieran Calkin was just in the shadow of Macaulay. Yeah. Whereas Macaulay, he probably had similar baggage to Danny's, really, when you think yes. about it. This yeah. is all getting very tangled. Yeah, I know. This yes. Is getting really yes, Tom. And you had a chance to play for Coach K, and I still think that everything else, uh, even, I'd rather win a title or a ring or any kind of championship as a player over a coach. It's great to be a championship coach, but to actually be on the court and be part of a team that won hmm. a ring or two holds more weight to me when I'm showing off my ring. Would you rather be a star of, uh, on a team that wins a championship or be the coach of a team that wins a championship? Everybody say player? Yeah. Player? Yes, yeah. yeah, Seaton. Okay, this is one that's more directed towards Todd, just based on his history of doing things. But would you rather win <laughs> as a player or not win as a player, but win as a coach and have your son on the team? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It bothers Seaton that Danny Hurley's son is on the, on the team. <laughs> and he's always in there right at the very end. Are you sure? That to... game is ending. The ball is in that kid's yeah. hand. Yeah. And yeah. So then uh, next year in one shining moment or whatever, and <laughs> when they replay these great moments of all time, and then the final buzzer, it's going to be, you know, Andrew Hurley skipping around, throwing the ball up in the air. They're like, dude, this kid, he averaged 1.2 minutes a game. He's a walk-on. Good minutes, though. I mean, good minutes. Yeah. Solid. That was a huge rebound. Yeah. Yes, Todd. Here's the other thing. I know in the moment you're all excited, but if it's the final seconds of a championship game and you throw the ball up in the air in celebration, like, don't you kind of want that ball? Can you? Don't you maybe you hold on to the ball and you jump up and okay, down? Okay, okay, okay. Here, here come the grievances. <laughs> here they come. Like, where does that ball go? Someone's grabbing it. Yes, they are. And asking for it money does for eventually it. comes down. Someone's going to grab it and say, I want this amount of money on eBay for it. This is the ball from the final seconds of the championship. Okay, continue with your grievances. Let's go. So I'm watching the game. I think it was at halftime last night. And, and I'm going to preface it by saying I understand it's exciting to see yourself on TV or a Jumbotron. I also understand that a production group for a network wants to be close to where the fans are. It looks cool, game day or whatever in the background. But I can't help but be distracted by people making stupid faces or giving a double bird as what happened last night. And is there security? Can they get involved? Is there a way to put a little shield back so, you know, you don't have the people, the fans? They were like right on top of the guys last night and giving the double bird and making these stupid faces. And you're staring at your phone and you recognize that you're on TV and you can't wait to let everyone know on social media. Look at me. Put on CBS. I'm on right now. I don't know. It just bothers me. I find it very distracting. And I'm like not even listening to what they're saying because I'm looking at this idiot making faces in the background with a big cowboy hat on or something. Is there anything else? That's that's about it. Yeah. 
Fritzy suggested putting a big black sheet up behind the commentators and not showing the 20,000 fans in attendance. Well, make it look like, you know, downtown Houston. So there's, there's the ways of dressing it up. It doesn't have to be just something dark and, and ugly. But if fans are not going to behave and security is going to not do anything about it or the production crew making sure people aren't being obnoxious in the background, then just block out those first few rows and uh, let's watch the halftime thing. And we get it. You're right on the court with the fans and it, that's all cool and everything. But I just I find it ridiculous that fans can't control themselves so they have to make a stupid face to try to ruin the shot in the background. I can't imagine that producers and directors in the truck aren't like losing their minds every time they see these people doing that and ruining the shot and what's going on in that moment. Because they're definitely like, what we need here in the shot is less fans, less excitement, less atmosphere. We definitely want to tone that down for the the national championship. For every nine out of the (laughs) ten that are just smiling and waving, oh yeah! Huskies. There's that tenth that has to ruin it for everybody. I'm gonna cross my eyes and give the bird and pick my nose and look at me. I'm an idiot. <laughs> Whether their team's up thirty or down forty, they're gonna just be the same idiot. I'm on TV. Look at me. Look what I'm doing. I'm, ruined. I'm right behind Kenny Smith. I thought there were other like ones. I thought there were other ones. Uh, you came in, and this is what we retreated to. We walk in, and this is how Todd started the morning. And then the evil empires of college sports and the transfer portal and everything. Like, my team was average, and now I've got nine guys from all these other schools, and now we're champions. And like that's you know that's just as special if I can just grab nine the best nine players okay, wait, I can wait. from every so, school. So Marvin should not be proud of Connecticut winning a national title. You should be title. proud because everyone's playing by the same rules, but by the same well, No, token. you just said they're evil empires, and you're bringing in all these guys, and they're, you know, yeah. we won a title, yay. I'm not, I'm not going to even, I'm not going to go as far as to say asterisk, but there is that. There is that. There's like, these weren't like, you know, built up from, you know, years of the last few years. This is what was our team. There's some teams that win that so, way. So who's doing it that way? I don't know. I could understand why there would be some. Well, wait, you just told me about the evil empire. Right, well, the LSU How many... women, didn't they have like nine different players from last year? To well, this you year? had a new coach who came in. Okay. So there was the, one player left. You could argue that, you know, it's still wonderful and great because, again, everyone's playing by the same rules, but it's like. I don't know. It's, to me, it's they a shouldn't less celebrate special. that. They should totally celebrate that, but it should be recognized that they, these all these players were on like at different schools. But and everybody all, can do this. Why? You know, they why are That's they? Said, they play by the same rules. Why are they evil empires? Because we always would go to the, you know, the Yankees and now the Mets with Steve Cohen. Whoever can spend the most money has a much better chance of winning a championship. And now with NIL and the transfer portal, you know, you just I'll get this guy from Maryland. This one. San from Diego UConn State got to the national title game. Florida Atlantic got to the Final Four. Those are the real special teams, the ones that, uh, you know, kind of don't have the money or the wherewithal to be able to get all these guys from, like, 11 different schools and make their own all-star team. That's just my opinion. I'm still celebrating. It's something to be proud of, but we should recognize that things have changed in college sports. We we know that, Todd. You should realize (laughs) that there's change. But isn't it more special? It's not. These guys have been with me for four years. You hate change. Okay, it's not the 80s anymore. It backfires. Like, look at Calipari in Kentucky. I'm going to get all the best guys for this one year, and, and I'll just keep rebuilding it each year. I'll just have these, this great group of guys, and I'm going to win all these titles by having them play well, wait, one year. You, you like what Calipari does. He recruits players. He doesn't bring in these, these I, transfers. I don't, I don't like bringing somebody in because you're just trying to put together this one-year all-star team and knowing well, that they're recruiting. all going to he has to recruit every year. He didn't, he didn't bring it. That's old school, Todd. It's different to me. So is there a team that does it the right way? I don't know. I don't have all the information in front of me of how many transfers are on every single team, but I do know. Yes, Seton. What I know. Oh, that's how I feel. Why do we assume that uh, small schools don't have any money? 
Like small school, all you need is a wealthy person to have gone there who's a sports fan. Harvard has a ton of money. Yale has a ton of money. Yeah, maybe like somebody from San Diego State or, you know, there might be somebody from Florida Atlantic who's made a billion dollars by doing whatever. And they're like, yeah, here you go, kid. Take $100,000 next year. You, you done, Todd? I think so. I was, I'm much more upset about the, the idiots in the background during a, a, a halftime or a pregame show or a postgame show trying to ruin that, that whole moment yeah. where, where everyone's trying yes, to do their jobs. Yes, I, I agree with Todd in one. You ever, you ever see like when Jim Nance and, and was sitting there with Raftery and they do the shot of the sideline announcers? Mm-hmm. And they do the pregame. They put them on for like two minutes. Hey, guys, let's set the scene here at Gamble Pavilion, whatever they're at. And there's always like a couple of nice people in background and they're waving and then they're calling their phone and they're like, I'm on TV. It, that's a tough position to be in because you have to sit. I like when the people sit there and just act like it's no big deal that they have courtside seats behind Jim Nance. Todd, I can't imagine if you were seated behind Jim Nance at the Final Four and you knew you were on camera with your son that you wouldn't wave or make a goofy face or look at your phone. I think I would probably do it a lot more nonchalantly. I certainly wouldn't make weird faces or give a double bird or anything obnoxious <laughs> like that. If nothing else, I'm representing the, the you double bird and, and I, I the rest got, of us at a network and and all those things would be in my head. The Before double I do birds this, we got. I got that. We don't need to see you. that. It's just stupid. but but these producers and directors know when you take that shot, you know that you're gonna have people behind you. You just know it. You, you it's rarely you're not surprised if this stuff happens. I'm surprised when it doesn't happen. Now, is there security assigned to? Keep They're, an not eye out for people? They're not going to kick no, you. They're not going to. No, you know why? Because it's really not a big deal. It's just people <laughs> having fun in a different way that you would want to. And you never leave the house, so you never have to worry uh, about this. If I happen this, to Tug. leave the house this once in a while and go to yes, a this is the most exhausting five minutes I've ever listened to. Yeah, it it felt like it was ten minutes. Yes, Marv. Working on the TV side, and you do those shots of the uh, broadcasting crew. Yeah. If somebody is waving, you know. If you're, you know, trying to you just trying to get in and you lean over a little bit, it's no big deal. But if they see somebody waving, you could see somebody behind the stage manager. Like, would you, a, a, have him stop waving, like moving your hand like this? Come on, it's distracting us. Yes, Paul. Yeah, I, I worked a season on college game day as a PA, and, and when they on the road, if someone was doing that a little too much, maybe double bird, something vulgar that was really right over Chris Fowler's shoulder, something like that, they would have people like Marvin said, and they would point to them. And in the break, someone would walk up to him and say, hey, man, we'd love to have you on TV. Can you comment down a little bit? They have a quick chat. They do it in the break, so there's not like a security person or a production assistant running out there. But people were assigned to do that occasionally on college game day. All right. With mostly, like, the, the double bird was, yeah, if they saw that or, or a shirt that was, you know, words. Yes, Marv. Fritzy should work security next year's Final Four. Yeah. Got to cut down on that. The, the worst people are the ones that – act like they don't care that they're on TV, but they just slowly make their way into the screen and then they're out and then they back in and they're turning a little bit and they're not being obnoxious, but they, you, they see that they're, you know, if I step this way, I'm on TV. If I step back, I'm out of the picture. You, you got a tough life, man. I know. It bothers me. You do. You do. Anything positive last night? Not really. All right. We'll take a break. We're back after this. 
Every week we talk about our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of this program. We invite you to check out their brand new NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net for one-of-a-kind digital cards. Available in packs or Panini's public auctions located on the site. And we're talking about the biggest rookies, biggest superstars, the all-time greats, the official products of the NBA, NFL, UFC, World Cup, and collegiate sports. Collectors can share the cards in the public gallery, complete challenges, earning exclusive exclusive award cards, and make sure you check out the newly released NFL Prism, Score, La Liga packs, and more of your favorite Panini brands now as NFTs. Also, one-of-a-kind VIP experiences available on the Panini NFT platform. Panini NFT trading cards giving you the opportunity to pull autograph cards, memorabilia cards, and rare inserts. Also, even one-of-one NFTs from every pack. Visit nft.paniniamerica.net, the official trading cards and NFTs of The Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well, if you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. Uh, 1999, first time Connecticut won the national title. And now they've won five. 
Are we a blue blood? Understand the definition. This is what I'm led to believe a blue blood is. And this isn't a real term. But if you look at the Blue Bloods, they were the programs winning titles back in the 40s, 50s, 60s. You know, UCLA was winning in the 60s. You had Kansas in the 50s. You had North Carolina, Indiana. Those, those were the, considered the Blue Bloods because they were winning a long, long, long time ago. Is Connecticut a Blue Blood? I think they're New Blood. But I wouldn't get tripped up, caught up in any of that nonsense. You, when you're in and you're in the Sweet 16 Elite Eight, you win, you win championships. And you're winning championships, and you've won more than anybody else since 1999. You know, Gonzaga has been fighting the mid-major for a long time. Uh, you know what? Deal with it. Who cares? How about just win a championship? Yeah. Yes, Marv. Yeah, if you were winning when the announcers were going, ah, yeah, then <laughs> does it really? Come on. All right, get out of here. Before integration, come on, get out of here. Yes, Paulie. Marvin, how old is your son? He's nine. What was the bedtime situation with UConn starting at 9.20 p.m. Eastern last night? All right, so my man, he tried his hardest. We said, hey, you can stay up as long as you can stay up. You can go to, you can go to bed whenever. You can watch this game. He said, all right, oh, I'm ready. He had his UConn stuff on. Halftime, he was out on the couch. He was done. So he lasted as long as San Diego State did. I didn't want to say all that, but yes. Yeah. I mean, it, it got a little bit snug, but I never thought Connecticut was in jeopardy. Connecticut losing. should have been up. Yes. 20. I loved uh, Danny Hurley at halftime. He's like, we should be up 20. You know, we missed some layups there. And he's right. And they got some pros on there. There's some people on Connecticut going to make some money next level. Uh, let me see. Keith in Portland. Hi, Keith. What's on your mind today? Hey, Dan. I was just thinking about, uh, first of all, thanks for taking the call. Suck it, Todd. Man, you're depressing. Um, I just <laughs> one, of, to... one of our listeners said, Todd, light a lavender candle. Chill out, dude. Yeah. Like, Todd, why don't you light a lavender candle or something? <laughs> that was one of the nicer things <laughs> yes. what's coming in. Yes, 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 Keith. Yeah, hey, I was thinking, you know, about Caitlin. Did, did Iowa peak by beating South Carolina? I thought they looked tired. They, they, they looked spent in the first half. But Carolina took a lot out of Iowa. I mean, that was a great game. But once again, LSU was a better team. If, if Iowa was not you know, spent, LSU dominated because of their depth. When you outscore the opposition, what, at 30-8 to eight from the bench? You're going to win those games. And they did in you know, convincing fashion there. Terrence in Texas. Hey, Terrence, what's on your mind? Hey, Dan. Thanks for taking the call, man. Sure. Um, I have a uh, poll question. I know you guys just put one up, but it stems from an argument that I had with my buddies at the bar this weekend. Um, what would you? What is the worst name to be called as a sports fan? Is it A, just a loser, you cheer for a losing team? B, you are a uh, bandwagoner? Front runner. A fair, a fair, a fair weather fan. Hmm. Well, I think today's sports fan. There are a lot of younger kids, and I know my my son. It, he was rooting for the Red Sox and the Packers, and this is when Favre was with the Packers, and the Red Sox were just starting to win their championships. And uh, it felt like, you know, there was no loyalty to anything other than they were the teams that he followed. And I think you have younger kids who aren't growing up the way their parents did and you're rooting for who your dad 
rooted for or his dad rooted for. You're kind of seeing somebody and you go, I like that player. I think kids nowadays look at a player more than they do a team. At least that's the feeling that I get when you know you start to have fandom. Uh, Dan in Omaha. Hi, Dan. What's on your mind today? How's it going? Hey, Dan. I got a quick, uh, hi, got a quick stat for you that's in regards to high school recruiting and the transfer portal. Um, that was put out by ESPN on Twitter, and it said of the top 100 high school recruits in 2022, only 17 of them averaged double figures in scoring, while 62 of the top 100-rated transfers averaged double figures. Yeah, I, I buy into those numbers, Dan. And if I'm getting you at two or three years older, by the way, from 18 to 20 or 21 is huge in college sports. Because when you come in at 18, you're not ready. You don't, and I mean, some are, very few are, but by 21 or 22, you're a man. You're a kid, and then you become a man. And it's a big, big difference there. And if you said I could get one or two recruits and I would take transfers, absolutely. Because I'm going to get somebody else who's going to coach you through all the rough times for two years, maybe three years. And then I get you as a proven commodity. You come in, we're ready to go. Let's go. And that's, Paulie, you know, uses the analogy, it's like Shark Tank. They bring a product out that they've developed, and then you decide if you want to buy into that product. And, you know, they, there are times when they go, you're not ready. And we're, you know, therefore I'm out. I'm not going to invest in your company. They're buying a sure thing. As a coach, you're getting somebody who, there's a kid at Oral Roberts who is going to make a million dollars. Max Abrams is going to make a million dollars transferring. Somewhere, he's a great player. And he was at Oral Roberts. Probably like, okay, I got one more shot here. Let me see if I could play for North Carolina or Duke or Syracuse. You know, I could get on more national TV games. Yeah, Marv. Yeah, guys like him, they're in such that, excuse me, they're in a real, really weird spot where they're not good enough to declare for the draft yet, but they're good enough to go to a really good team like a Carolina or Duke and make some money over there during their last years. And he's 21 years of age. I mean, proven commodity. You got players from Michigan, proven commodities who are transferring. It's crazy. But it's, this is the real world now with college athletics, certainly in basketball. Final hour coming up. Why would the Ravens be interested in Odell Beckham Jr. unless they were still interested in Lamar Jackson? At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. 
eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 